Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Eber. On this Tuesday, November the 3rd, 2019, I want to wish everybody a very happy Japanese Culture Day. If you're Japanese, if you're cultured, well, I don't know about my guests. They may be one or the others. I don't think we have any Japanese gentlemen today. Maybe a couple of cultured ones or maybe neither, to be honest. Well, we do have a big show regardless. Joining us, we're going to have the Triple B himself, Tony Brown. Let's talk some NBA and college basketball. Then we're going to cover NFL with Sean Higgy Smalls Higgs, boys at Bears, Panthers at Falcons, Ravens at Bills, and finally, hear him roar, Tony LT Gray-Tellez will join me for some college football. We're going to talk about all the, well, not all, four of the championship games. Lots of topics on the table today. Would love to hear from you. If you want to contribute to the show, you can do that. Just go to any one of our social media outlet, uh, outlets, whether that's YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, having trouble talking today, fill out the comment section, and Andrew will see it, and uh, he'll put it up on the screen, and if it's any good, I'll comment on it, and if it's rude, I might comment on it as well, but not too rude. Remember, never too rude. Picksandparlays.net is the website, and of course, lots of free picks for you there, just about every sport, just about every game, but never fear. If you want the, ex the extra expert analysis, we have it for you there as well as our expert picks are there for you. Any one of our 35 cappers, they all know what they're doing. We have two Tonys and a Higgs today for you, uh, but there are a, about another 32 that you can find up at picksandparlays.net. Uh, but as always, we will endeavor to bring you the very best right here on this show. We're with you every Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. on the left coast. If you miss any part of this show, you can always catch the replays on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. There's no excuse. You should be getting all this information. You should be making bets with good intelligence because that's what's going to give you the edge when it comes to betting. All right. College basketball, NBA, college football, NFL. That's what we're talking about today. Let's get those comments going. I'm going to step aside, take a brief break, and be right back with more right after this. Well, thanks for staying with us here on Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Twitter me. Sounds obscene, doesn't it? But you can do that. At Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I love to hear from you. As promised uh, in the previous segment, without waiting any longer, I'm going to bring you the one, the only, the Triple B himself, Bookie Buster Brown, Tony Brown, welcome to the show. Happy Japanese Culture Day. Well, indeed, to you, my friend. I'm not quite sure what the Japanese would say, but I'm thinking that. Never mind. Uh, let's talk some NBA, shall we, Tony? Uh, let's start with the Suns at Magic. The Suns are 9 and 10, 11 and 8 against the spread. They're 4 and 3 away. 109-104 win against Charlotte. Uh, that ended a three-game skid for them. Uh, Aaron Baines is a question mark for this game. And for the Magic, 8-11, 6-12 against the spread. They're 7-4 at home, uh, coming off a 100-96 win against Golden State. Uh, Triple B, I got Orlando as two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the total is 217. I uh, want to make some money because the holiday season's coming, and, you know, got to pay the man. So 
What's the best way to do it on this one? Uh, I like, I, I think we're going to look at the Phoenix Suns in this one. This is a tricky game. Both of these teams are like literally clones of each other. I think they're ranked 12th and 13th in the NBA overall. They're middle of the road teams. They're five and five in their last 10. They're just, this game should be a pick em. I'm not sure why Orlando is favored. Maybe just because they're at home. But Orlando's playing tonight. So this will be the second of a back-to-back for yeah. Orlando. And uh, I just don't see it. Orlando has two wins in their last six games. And they were versus Cleveland and Golden State. The two worst teams in the NBA. Other than that, all losses. Phoenix is coming off one win. It only takes one win to start a streak. And uh, I think they get it. I don't even think we need the two points. I think Phoenix wins all right. Uh, they got that boy Devin Booker over there. And he's he's a machine. He, I think he can take out Orlando by himself. And Orlando is down Bujovich. I don't want to butcher his name, but their center. And he's their number one scoring option. So Spell that for me, Stay Brown. Tonight. Spell it. Spell it. <laughs> V-U-V, Yevich, Vujovich, big center in Orlando. So We know yeah, who you he, mean. Uh, he's out, and he's their number one scorer, so they won't have enough scoring, and then fatigue will catch up, and that'll be that. All right. So take Phoenix outright on this one. That's the uh, Triple B's recommendation. Do we have Triple B still, or did we lose him? Okay, we're going to have to wait for the Triple B to rejoin us here, which he will do shortly. And if for some reason we have problems, I'm pretty sure we will fill in with uh, maybe El Huapo. Uh, all right, Kings at Blazers is our next game. We've got the Kings 8-11, and 12-7 and seven against the spread. They've been extremely inconsistent. They're coming off a 106-113 loss to the Bulls. Darren Fox, Marvin Bagley, they're both out. They are currently 3-7 and seven away, which is really bad, away being on the road. If you don't know what I mean by that, maybe you do. Uh, the Blazers, 8-12, and 9-10 and 10 against the spread on a three-game winning streak. That includes scoring 136 points against Oklahoma. They're 3-4 and four at home. Uh, Nurkic, Zach Collins, both out indefinitely. The Blazers are a five-point favorite here, and the total is 218.5. When we can get an expert back with us here on the show, which, how are we doing on that, Andrew? Anytime soon? All right, I tell you what, why don't you uh, pop in uh, next segment's guest, Higgy Smalls. Put Higgy on for me. As we wait patiently. Otherwise, you're just going to sit here and I'm going to give you my picks, which you don't want. Higgy, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, Kings of Blazers. Talk to, talk to me briefly about Kings of Blazers. I got the total of 218 and a half. The Blazers are favored, are favored at minus five. Uh, how do you like that one? I'm going to lean here and, and Sacramento. Give me the Kings. I'm not high on Portland at all. Not at all. They're a two-man show. They're banged up. I, I think the Kings, young team, up and coming. Listen, the West is deep, but these guys might be a, a playoff contender, you know, if everything breaks right for them. So give me the Kings here. I'm, You know, I'm, listen, we talked about the Clippers and, and Portland the other day. I'm not high on Portland. That's not happening. So give me Sacramento. Sacramento. Back in the day. Big uh, rebuilding year for the Blazers? Um, well, I think they got to do something. They're basically, who they got? Lillard and CJ. And, well, they have and the two it. big injuries of Nurkic and Collins, and that's not helping. Yeah, that's, I mean, you you lose guys, especially in the NBA, It's a, where one man makes a difference. We've seen it. I mean, we see it in the Clippers. We see it with the... 
with uh, LeBron. We've seen it in the past. Uh, guys going different places like Kyrie takes the net. I mean, you can't lose good guys like that and expect to compete. There's First of all, you got way too much money invested in these guys. Hello, Golden State Warriors. What happens to you? You get an injury. You got, you know, you, you fall off the face of the earth. So, you know, it's just one of the, you just got to roll with the punches. I mean, injuries are part of the game. You hate to see it. You know, you want to see the best of all teams. You know, not even just from a betting standpoint, but just, you know, who wants to see somebody get hurt? I don't want to see that. I don't want to see guys at their peak playing well. And when you lose key members of your team, uh, you're in trouble because your backup is not. I know it's next man up and that's any sport, but the, the talent level is pretty wide in some cases. All right. Sean Higgs, let's go. Notre Dame at Maryland. A big game here. Six and one Notre Dame, three and four against the spread on a six game winning streak. Most recently, a 91-66 win over my absolute favorite. Well, not quite, but second or third favorite name, Farley Dickinson. Oh, darling, do call Farley Dickinson and invite him for tea. Uh, I love Farley Dickinson, but they did get beaten by Notre Dame. Uh, meanwhile, their loss, the only uh, loss they had was the opening day defeat to North Carolina. Total has gone under in four of the last five for these guys in 6-0, straight up on the road. And for Maryland, perfect, 8-0. Perfection. If you're a Maryland fan, they're four and four against the spread. They're unbeaten. Their last outing with win over Marquette. Total has gone over in four of the five versus ACC opponents. Uh, Notre Dame, though, uh, they are uh, well. They are the favorites. Actually, are Maryland uh, favored by nine. Total one forty. Higgy, you got uh, for I don't know three minutes. Three minutes. Wow, wonderful. <laughs> so you mentioned fairly. Dickinson, that's like my neck of the woods here. After you, just to oh, throw that Farley out. Farley Dickinson, you know? yes, darling. And as and and when you're in school, you called it like fairly ridiculous until you realize you actually need good grades to get in there, and then that changes the aspect of everything. So if that doesn't stink <laughs> of East Coast money, I don't know what does. Yes, yeah, that's the that's a, the East Coast money. That's be my new name instead of Higgy Smalls. East Coast money. East Coast money. Well, maybe that'll be the name of your self-entitled. First rap record, Iggy Smalls, East Coast money. Okay, let's get on with this game, though. Well, do you like the plus 140? Uh, obviously, uh, Maryland, big favorites here at eight points. Yeah, Maryland's a big favorite, but they're, they're a good team. And Notre Dame, I don't know. I'm, I would maybe lean a point. It is a lot of points, but Maryland, I'll tell you what, I like Marquette the other night against those guys, and they just took care of business. So, Maryland might be the real deal here. I know everybody's North Carolina and Duke and Virginia, but, you know, here come uh, – actually, wait, Maryland's not even in uh, – <laughs> I, I go get confused. Like, back in the day, they transformed uh, – go to the Big Ten for basketball. I forget who, who switches who switches conferences. But Maryland, I, I don't know. I'm going to lay the nine here. I've just – Notre Dame just hasn't replaced uh, anybody in the last couple of years. They've just been one of those, you know, 19 and 16, 20 and 12 teams – they get in tournament based on hi, we're a big name school. Uh, the Terps, though, I think they're they're good. I, I you know I, I like them a lot. I, as I said, I was high on Marquette and they spanked them. Uh, Maryland, though, looking to me like they could make a. Uh, I'm gonna say I know it's early, but I could see like a Sweet 16 run out of them. I, I like them that much. I like them that much. What I've seen so far. Yeah, but what about this run Notre Dame's been on? I mean, losing the first game and then going unbeaten, or is that just a, a situation of quality of opponent? Uh, I think that's more, you know, quality of Pullman beating a lot of, you know, your non-conference. Sometimes you beat up on the little sisters of the poor early in November, December. Which is and very uncharitable of Notre Dame to beat up on the little sisters of the poor. <laughs> that's what they do, you know. But it is, you know, you, this is what you do. You schedule these things. All of a sudden, listen, I like St. John's. And every year they come in 
beat up these teams in Carnesecca Hall, and you're like, oh, man, we're 15-0. We're going, you know, we're finally going to be good. And they get to the Big East play, and they got three wins because they're terrible. So, you know, you schedule these teams for the wins, and here come the big boys, though, you know. Terrapins not to be taken lightly. A nine-point fade tells you, always, you know, fill out the records. It's easy to say, oh, this team's, you know, early on, I'm just going to throw out numbers like 11-2 and two, or you see 9-0 and or stuff like that. Look to see who they play. Look to see who they play. Always look at field goal shooting. I always like to – that's a big thing for me, you know, field goal mm-hmm. shooting percentage. I go look at the games, how they're shooting, um, free throws. Look at the top four or five guys, you know, how, how they perform. Uh, Maryland's – listen, they're top to bottom. I like them. Like I said, I was high on Marquette, and they – I was going through the box and watching some of the highlights. I'm like, oh, I got, I got to take this to Maryland team a little bit more seriously. Okay. And hello, nine point faves today. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big number. All right. Well, there you have it, uh, Higgy. We're going to have you back right after the break because I believe we are scheduled to talk some, oh, that NFL stuff. Very exciting, actually. Yes. Let's talk about it when we come back with Higgy Smalls. Don't go anywhere. We're just going to be one minute. Well, thanks for staying with us. That wasn't what I wanted to say, but thanks for staying with us anyway, because we're back here on Picks and Parlays. <laughs> your host, Nick Gieber. You can Twitter me if it's not obscene, at Nick Gieber. Well, even if it is, you know, I'm always up for that. Well, not really. At Nick Gieber, my Twitter handle. Uh, we had an uh, emergency fill-in guest last segment of Higgy Smalls, and he was scheduled for this segment to talk some NFL. So we'll bring him right on back, the incredible artist and the... Uh, producer and artist on his first album, East Coast Money. I want to welcome in Sean Higgy Smalls Higgs. Higgs. You, you know, you, you called me, you're like, yeah, let's talk Cosby. I was like, I thought we were going to go right into the football. You threw me yeah. off with the college hoops. I'm like, well, I'm like, I mean, well, it was great. playing. And I, I should have listened before you guys were doing your game notes. I would have had something to share. I was doing my own notes up, getting up to date because we have a, a firing in one of these games we're covering today. No, we do. Yeah, yes, it's isn't it? Yeah, well, I tell yeah. you what, let, let, let's not talk about the Panthers just yet. Let's tease it a okay. little bit. We're going to tickle right. it just a little little foreplay before we go for the, you know, the gusto. <laughs> That's uh, it. Let's start with the Cowboys, the boys at Bears. <coughs> this is the Thursday night game. I guess for me, as I'm looking at this game and the numbers from a betting perspective here, the key element here is how cold is it going to be? I think they say 37 degrees because the Bears have won three of the last four but there's one and seven against the spread. But, and there's always a big but, as Joe D'Amico likes to say, an Oprah-sized but. But when the cold outside is uh, below 40, the Bears are both 6-0 and straight up and 6-0 and against the spread. And you know those Cowboys? They're like the nice warm weather in Houston and the nice party life. They're not into this rough-and-tumble 37-degree Chicago weather, or maybe not. They played, played Thursday of last week, the Cowboys. They did lose to the Bills 26-15. They are favored in this game, despite the cold, at two-and-a-half-point favorites, and a total of 43. Um, yeah. A couple of questions for you, Higgy, here. Number one is, is weather going to play as big a factor in, you know, in, in the points here as we think? And second of all, uh, the colder it gets, the lower the point total? Question well, mark? The, the points, I mean, listen, Dallas is uh, not that they're a warm weather team. You got, you know, Zeke played at Ohio State. Um, it's not like they're coming out of Miami to go play in Buffalo. Uh, does it make a difference? Listen, Green Bay temperatures with zero degrees, I'm sure that 
that I mean, who's not feeling that? Especially guys who don't play in those kind of conditions. Kind of like when you take the dome team out and you know put them in the elements in the playoffs, like when the Saints go to Seattle or the Colts are going to play at New England or whatever the case may be. Um, in that spot, cold. I do think it it affects like kicking the balls hard as a rock. I mean, let's be honest, you're just uncomfortable. It's not pleasant. You're getting hit. You don't want to get hit. It, you hit the ground. It's cement. So does it come into play? I, I think so a little bit. Not nothing like winds as opposed to like the total and stuff like that. But as just a, a, a person out there, you got to kind of adjust to it. Like, hi, it's a, not a team's used to playing that kind of weather. But again, we're talking, you know, high thirties, forties, not terrible for early December here. So uh, I, I'm really, you know, unless it's something changes and it's, you get some snow and wind comes to play. Then, then that, you know, I'll change the whole aspect of the game. But look at this line. It's from two and a half down. It started at three. It's down to two and a half. The total actually went up from 42 and a half to 43. Which I, you know, I, I like the under here. I'm thinking, I'm not gonna get Dallas looked great on their first drive, and then in in true Dallas fashion, there's no coaching adjustment. They get run out of their own building in the game they have to win. Um, but do do I expect Trubisky to throw three touchdowns? You know, this is like the tease. He gives you that. Oh, you're gonna stay with him. He looks really good here, uh, and I don't see it. So uh, the Cowboys, listen, as a team, they're in a must win. They dropped this one at Sayonara. Uh, their head coach, I, I don't know why he can't fire a guy midseason. We just saw another team do it. So he's in trouble. It, it's interesting to see how the players going to respond because they didn't look like they had a lot of life last week. Or, and, and we've seen them when they lost to the Jets. You know, they were just disrespecting him on the sideline. Didn't want to really give him much uh, affection there or any kind of kudos. So this is a big game for them. as uh, Him as a coach, them as a team, I don't know what to expect. I, I do know what to expect out Bears, which is limited offense, there's no way I'm getting three touchdowns from Trubisky. That's not happening. And, you know, 43, I'm glad it came up. I'll take right. the under here. And uh, that's what I'm looking at, under okay. 43. So we're going to take under on the 43 points here. Let's move on. Next game. We have a little uh, – I'm going to ask you how this line has shifted now that Ron Rivera has been fired uh, from Carolina. The Panthers, 5-7, and 6-6 seven, six and six against the spread versus the Falcons, 3-9, and 4-8 against the spread. Both teams coming off a uh, disappointing losses, I think is the only way to put it. The Panthers now on a four-game loser. They lost 29-21 to to Washington, and they did that as a 10.5-point home favorite, though that was a bit of a shocker. Uh, the Falcons lost 26-18 to the Saints, a seven-point home underdogs on Thanksgiving. Uh, I've got the Falcons favored minus one. I have to imagine that's widened now with the total points of 48.5, and I wonder if that's, if that's gotten bigger as well. What's the current lines on these? It's it totally as a move. There's a couple 47 and a halves, but um, we've gotten up to three now. Ah, gone up to three. Now, okay. yeah, so we're at three and 48, which is interesting. I mean, so Ron Vera, two-time coach of the year, he's out. You know, interesting fact I saw, you know. So, by the way, if he's fired, on. does that, like, take away one of his coaches of the year? So now he can only call himself a two-time coach of the year? That, that's great. I mean, two-time coach of the year. And the guy, how about this? Never had back-to-back -back winning seasons. Yeah. That's, I mean, but. Maybe hey, he's too busy celebrating or resting on his you got, You know, I kind of like him because he's a gambler. They called him Riverboat Ron for a reason. Um, listen, ownership, they said, you know what? We're going nowhere. Bad loss. Ten-point fade. You're losing. You're up 14 nothing, And then you lose the way they lose. I mean, that, that totally, that's just, that's just a terrible loss. That's on the coach. That's on everybody. So. Um, obviously, changes are coming. Uh, Cam's been out. 
So maybe they're ready to move on from everybody. Uh, yeah. you know, Perry Fuel takes over. Secondary coach, a lot of experience. Jaguars, Rams, Bears, Bills, Giants, Skins, Jaguars. You know, intern coach for Dick Duran when he got fired. He was three and six with the Bills. Um, Perry Fuel takes over. He went three and four. So he got a little head coaching experience. I'm just, you know, normally when there's like coaching changes, sometimes the teams play up. You know, yeah, for they're right. We they see that. We call it a uh, yeah, a, a, a managed new manager you know, bounce or management bounce. Yeah, yeah. Which, but I mean, you see the line move tells me that's. You know, not there's the case here. not going to be a new match. Yeah. I mean, and the funny thing is, they're they're playing Atlanta, who started out what one and seven. Yeah, and they still kept their coach. But the funny thing about this, Higgy, I mean, at the end of the day, is that five and seven isn't great. But I mean, it's not, it's not like contagion and death time. I mean, you know, no, especially when you're playing the Falcons next game, you you know, you could be uh, you could be six and seven here. You could end the season above five hundred. But clearly they didn't have any faith in the coach uh, and, and his system, and that's what it... Listen, we have to move on to the next one. But uh, real fast, though, five and seven, and then you lost your franchise quarterback, too, on top of it. So, I mean, right. like, that's just... I mean, so that just shows you they're, they're ready to move on from Cam and the coach yeah. and start fresh. That's all Yeah, no, is, absolutely. So. Yeah, it's a complete yeah, no. rebuild. Listen, we have uh, yeah. uh, three minutes. Uh, we can go over a little bit if that's we need perfect. to on this one, because this yeah. has the hottest team in the NFL right now. Uh, the Ravens, 10-2, and 6-5-1 against the spread against the Bills. With an also impressive nine and three, they're eight three and one against the spread. <laughs> this is going to be a terrific game. Even if you're not betting on it, we encourage you to, because uh, we're going to tell you how. This should be a great game just <laughs> for the fans to watch. Uh, the Ravens, I said, the hottest team in the NFL. They're on an eight-game winning streak, coming off that big win against the Manchester United. Excuse me, New England Patriots. Same thing. You know what I mean. Uh, a win here will give the Ravens home field advantage throughout the postseason, which they definitely want. Uh, the Bills are also oh, yeah. on a little win streak, three in a row. Uh, they have a little extra uh, rest since the last game they played was Thanksgiving. Josh Allen is now completing 60% of passes in each of the wins that the Bills have. Uh, it just seems like for the Bills, it's really coming together and getting stronger. And the Ravens, obviously, just, you know, they're a force of their own. This should be a terrific game. The Ravens are big favorites, though, seven and a half points. And total of 43. How do you see this one, Higgy? Because this one's fascinating to me. Well, it's down. It's down to six. And actually, I saw some five and a half to fives earlier. So it's bouncing around. It's kind of settling to six mark. I mean, at first glance, let's be honest. Everybody's like the Bills. There's nothing sexy about the Bills. They got Josh Allen can't throw the ball downfield. You can't name two guys on their team. I mean, who are the Bills? You know, but, you know, going back to week one here with Chelsea and the Jets, I was high on the Bills. I thought they were a pretty good defensive team. I thought they were just going to do what they could to win around Allen. And here they are, 8-3. and three. But, you know, 43-and-a-half, I'm going to get the under here simply because Allen, as good as he's been, and I'm going to use that term, term loosely, he's not an explosive quarterback. And the That's 9-3, and been, three, by they, the way, Higgy. That's not 8-3. and three. Yeah, That's 9-3. and 9-3. and three. I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I'm upset because he, I, you you know, I had admired him, him, I last, him week, last week because yeah. he beat my, my Dallas Cowboys. I had Dallas the other night. <laughs> and uh, they didn't show up at home on Thanksgiving. Terrible. So I don't count that win. But here's a guy against the better teams. He hadn't really performed that well to the whole team, to expectations. So maybe they're over the hump. I just think it's going to be more of a defensive battle here. And the Ravens, they can put up 50. They can put up 20. They're going to win either way. I know they. last time we see them, they're running up and down the field. But, uh, you know, that's like the recency bias. So I'm going to look at the under here. I think 43, 43 and a half. I'm going to go under. I think um, 
it, it's going to be a, low, a lower scoring affair. Again, you never know what the weather. We talk about weather in the Bears game. Yeah. This spot, you never know what's going to happen in Buffalo. Buffalo, right? So, yep. So you show up, you come there, it's 40, you leave there, and your, your car's buried under a foot of snow after three hours from the, you know, some off of the lake. So yeah, not, let's go not, under the total here. Not I, I'm thinking to say, the other, nads end up by your brain, which is tough to play football that way. Yeah. Remember those videos a couple years ago? The snow was like up to people's roofs. Yeah. They canceled the Buffalo, had to go play the Jets in Detroit or something. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I think it's going to be a really good one. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, a qu- quick question, very quick. Changing of the guard in the NFL, question mark, question mark. What are teams like the Patriots going to do about it? Because the Ravens look like they're really building something here. Well, you know, you can take that with a grain of salt because we've seen that before where teams come in like gangbusters and then, you know, what happens? Alex Smith was looking great in San Francisco. He gets kicked out for Kaepernick. Kaepernick's looked great for a couple of years. Then he's out. So, you know, one year doesn't make a season, you know. I've I've seen Kansas City lose a couple games with Mahomes. The guy was supposed to be the second coming. So, you know, just take it as it is. It's a great season. He's having a great year. Him and Russell Wilson, the two of them, Lamar yeah. and him, unbelievable years. But just one at a time. Let's go one at a time because, you know, as good as Cam is one year, he's terrible the next. So, All right. Well, let's you know, analyze this gotta, after the it season. It is what it is. But after the season, after I, they win I the think Super Bowl. the uh, – well, come on. There'll be there'll – be the, depending on who they beat and how they get there – it's tough to sell. You know, Brady looks a little older, but I think that's a combination of nobody really around him. He doesn't have, you know, Gronk retired. That that totally hurt him. The offensive line's not as good. The running game, there's no, you know, that's a defensive team right well, now. And that, and so that I, I'm not question. blaming him as much as being the old guy as, as you know, they have to do something. They got to start spending money. For years, Belichick's never wanted to pay the big bucks for guys. You know, Higgy. Well, sometimes you have to. This is going to be a great discussion. Uh, I know when we get uh, a little slower in the sports world, you and I are going to have this discussion. We're going to have it on air uh, because you always have to yes. ask the question, how great is the player? Yes, he's great, but you have to look at who's around him. Uh, and that around goes him, to yeah. any sport, whether it's basketball, football, soccer. You can have that argument and that debate. Always fun to have. But in the meantime, I heard roaring in the background. El Tigre has been caged. He's ready to get out. He's ready to talk college football with you. Tony Tellez coming up right after this. All right, well, championship games are upon us in college football. We've got a whole slew of them coming up, and who better to talk about that with than our very own El Tigre himself, Tony Tellez. Tony, I know it was uh, you were waiting in the green room there, excited. I could hear you screaming and roaring there. Now it's your turn to shine, Mr. Tellez. Hey, Nick, how you doing? Feeling great. Looking forward to a good weekend of college football, some conference championship games as uh, we're getting closer and closer to bowl season. So I'm really excited about this card. I'll tell you what, Tigre. You know, I'm feeling particularly cultured today on Japanese Culture Day. Uh, How about you? I was, too. I was then I got to have some sushi, but I heard there's been a sushi recall in 31 states. Oh, dear. So if you start hacking up a worm, you know you're in trouble. Absolutely. All right, let's talk championship games, college football. Uh, let's start with, let's just play this little randomly here. Hmm. Let's do uh, UAB at the FAU Owls. UAB 9-3, 7-5 against the spread. The Owls 9-3, 8-4 against the spread. Both teams have had uh, solid late season runs. The Owls won nine of their last 10 games. UAB's 26-1 in the last 27 games 
versus the Conference USA opponents. This is the Conference USA Championship. Who is going to come champions? FAU, six and a half point favorites, total of 50. Uh, El Tigre, roar away. All right, uh, very important to know the size for these games. Uh, this one will be played at the home stadium of FAU. So home game for FAU here in the, in the Conference USA title game. And uh, total 50, uh, FAU six and a half point favorites. I'm going to go ahead and take the favorite here, FAU. You know, they scored their fifth straight win by double digits after a 34 to 17 home win to Southern Miss. And Southern Miss is, is a very good Conference USA team. I must tell you, that Conference USA team is mixed with a lot of quality teams and a lot of very bad teams. Yeah. But when you look at FAU, they've covered six of their past eight, Nick, and uh, four of their past five. And uh, I mean, I really like their offense right now, 468 yards. 198 on the ground and their quarterback month of November Chris Robeson seven touchdowns one pick I like those numbers and UAB well we talked about the very bad teams in conference you say well UAB, play, UAB played pretty much all of them I mean they picked yeah. up wins against UTEP Old Dominion UTSA Rice they got lucky facing Louisiana Tech who had just suspended their starting wide receiver and quarterback there Nick so I just think a little schedule a little more schedule strength for UAB for FAU in their home so you're saying UAB they're phony baloney because they've been playing absolute rubbish and so their record gets them to the championship game, but they're going to get beaten by a good team in the FAU Owls. I think that's what uh, the line is certainly saying that. There's no doubt about that. So, Tony, uh, let's put good against crap aside and move on to perhaps, uh, I don't know, good against good, Sunbelt Championship. It's a slightly better conference, maybe. Uh, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns against the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Do they do the dancing with the snakes there? Isn't that what they do? Raising up of serpents. Do they do that before the game? I, I'm not sure. I haven't seen Louisiana home games very often. Uh, but, I mean, uh, Appalachian it's very interesting to see. They have a very good band. It's the oh, band they have okay. that's very good. But no snakes. Okay, no enough. Snakes. All right. <laughs> Some belt championship. Louisiana 10-2, and 9-3 against the spread. Appalachian State 11-1, and 8-4 and against the spread. A couple of really good records there. The Mountaineers... Absolutely ruled the conference this year, uh, although the one game they had was the Raging Cajuns. Gave them an absolutely torrid time last time they met. They did come away with the win, though. Uh, Cajuns have improved dramatically since that particular loss, which was 17-7, to by the way. Uh, they've been averaging 40 points in the six games since, with the one single exception, obviously, of the points they gave up uh, uh, to the lack of the fact, points they didn't score in that game. Uh, the Mountaineers have won th uh, the last three by an average of 28, nearly 29 points. The under is 6-1 in the Cajuns' last seven in conference. Appalachian State, seven-point favorites. And I'm wondering, and the total's 57.5, but Tony, I'm wondering, I mean, okay, that's a, that's a good number, seven-point favorites, but I'm wondering, is that not bigger maybe because of the fact that the uh, Cajuns really played them hard last time they met? Yeah, that's true. And also the fact that, again, this conference, this game will be played in Appalachian State. This will be a home game for App State. Some of these yeah. smaller conferences, they, the, they can't fill these neutral site games, so they just throw them at their home. They just uh, figure out a formula to figure out the home team, and Appalachian State fits that formula here for their home game. One thing to note here, Mountaineers against the Raging Cajuns, a little better history. They've won seven straight against them, and by margin as, as, we, as well. Their wins have been by... Uh, uh, those wins have been by 10 points or greater. So it's kind of a little bit of a dominating effort there by Appalachian State against Louisiana. Mountaineers, 
The team in better defensive form, holding opponents to 290 yards the past three games. But Louisiana's defense is just not strong right now. And this is what happens to some of these teams uh, that don't have a lot of depth, these mid-major teams. As you get deeper in the season, their defense starts to wear out. Louisiana may start to wear out a little bit, especially because they're a high-paced offense. You know, when they, play, when they play the bad teams, their defense will be on the field a lot because they get those quick scores. When you look at Louisiana here, past uh, three games, allowing 465 yards, 240 on the ground, 6.1 yards. They carry Mountaineers, a really good running team. Uh, when you look at that window of games here, past um, three, 514 yards, they're running for 251, 5.7 yards to carry. I think there's a strength against a weakness angle there. I'm going to go ahead and lay the favorite here, Nick, and uh, take Appalachian State. Uh, matter of fact, the team that has beaten a couple of big boys, they beat North Carolina and South Carolina this season. So uh, mm. uh, the, the spotlight won't be too big for them here. All right. Uh, Tolly Tenos joins me. We're talking college football here at Picks and Parlays. Next up, let's talk Ohio State, Wisconsin. This is the Big Ten Championship. Certainly a better conference than the last two we've been talking about. There's no doubts about that. Ohio State are 12-0, 9-3 against the spread. Wisconsin 10-2, 7-5 against the spread. Uh, the Buckeyes haven't lost to the Badgers since 2010. That's 7-0 straight up on that matchup. They destroyed the Badgers 38-7 in Week 9. This season, Ohio State have the number one ranked offense and the number four ranked defense in the country. Uh, Wisconsin, I've been great defensively all season, limiting opposition to just 14.5 points per game, uh, except obviously uh, for that uh, destruction at the hands uh, of the Buckeyes. So, uh, you know, it's a bit of a blowout there. And the numbers certainly would suggest that it's uh, Ohio State Buckeyes, massive favorites, 14.5 points. Total of 54. Um, I do like this game, though. Yeah, it should be a very good uh, game. And we might want to make note here that the game will be played in a neutral field. This one will be in, in a dome stadium in Annapolis, the home of the, of the Colts. So this will be a fast, uh, a, a fast side indoors on a, a fast carpet. Ohio State's a fast team. They're going to they're look a lot faster. And one thing we know here with the Buckeyes, they do have the speed advantage. And I think it's going to play in their hands here in this site. As you mentioned, yeah. uh, they pounded the uh, Badgers 38-7 to in their first win. They pounded 431 yards. They ran the football effectively uh, on, uh, on Wisconsin defense. And one thing to note here with Wisconsin, there's the big back. Jonathan Taylor did not have a very good day running the football. Uh, matter of fact, just 83 yards on 34 carries. That's 2.4 yards a carry. They could not move the chains at all. 4 of 13 on third down. And uh, I just think, again, here in this spot, that the Ohio State defense has been sharp. Justin Fields, the quarterback for Ohio State against top 25 teams, 63% completion rate, 10 touchdowns, and a single pick. It's going to have to lay the points here, Nick, with, with Ohio State. I just think here this, the speed advantage for Ohio State will be even greater on this fast surface. All right, uh, there you have it. Uh, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Tony Tellez. By the way, Tony, you can find him at picksandparlays.net along with all of our other expert cappers. And right now we have a holiday special. Use promo code HOLIDAY. Get 15% off everything you put in the shopping cart, you greedy little buggers. You know you want to do that. Go ahead and do that. 15% off. Use promo code HOLIDAY and bet sports with the best intelligence you can get. No reason to run a race with your, you know, with weights on your legs. All right, Tony Tellers, let's talk Cincinnati Memphis, is this a neutral site? This is the, this is, this is the this, AAC championship game, correct? 
a neutral site on this uh, one? It will be. Actually, it, this this will be played in Memphis. AAC, not one of the big five, so it yeah. will be. It's a mid-major conference. It'll be played in Memphis. Okay, so this is played in Memphis. Uh, Ten and two for Cincinnati. Seven and five against the spread. Memphis eleven and one. Seven four and one against the spread. Uh, this is though is a repeat of last week's game, uh, where Memphis ended the Bearcats' nine-game win streak with a thirty-four twenty-four win. Uh, there are three straight title game appearances for Memphis for the Bearcats. The big question is the quarterback, and I really I have to imagine that's going to affect these lines. Will it be Ben Bryant, who I believe was a redshirted freshman, correct, that came in, or the sophomore Desmond, uh, Desmond Ritter? Uh, he had a sore arm, didn't play well, was substituted, and the question now becomes, is he fit to play? The coach has said he will play if he's fit, but that's still a question mark. So I know everyone's on tenterhooks waiting to hear what that is. Uh, the Tigers do what it takes to win, though. They have most kickoff returns to touchdowns in college football, which is a stat I love. Always exciting to watch and play because you never know what's going to happen. They pull touchdowns out of the strangest places. Uh, total has gone over in seven of nine for the Tigers. The Memphis, though, favorites. The Tigers' favorite, ten and a half points. Total, 58 and a half. Uh, this should be kind of an interesting game, Tony. Yeah, it should be an interesting game here between these two. And uh, they're playing back-to-back -back here. I'm going to take the points here with Cincinnati. And uh, as we mentioned, they're playing their, their, these, these uh, twice in two weeks. They'll be played in Memphis's home field. But, you know, college football is just not as sophisticated as the NFL. And these teams don't change a lot of their offensive formations, their offensive play. The playbooks are nowhere near the size of the NFL because these are students. Uh, they got to go to school. Yeah. They got to study. So what that means, I think, Nick, is you're see a, a tighter game. That's not yeah, what I they know. were recruited for. Don't be silly. Here's your parade. <laughs> now go play football. I know, I know. But uh, the thing is, it's that the comprehension level is a little different here from these. Some of these players will not be NFL players, obviously. So you, you can't feed them too much. So yeah. what happens here is you're gonna, I think you're going to see more of a defensive grinding game. I don't think it's you're going to see as many big plays. And one thing you mentioned there with the kickoff. What are these teams going to learn? You know, Memphis has returned 10 kickoffs for touchdowns the past four seasons. Just squib kick. Okay, don't allow yeah. a kickoff return at all in this game. And I think you can save, take seven points off the board. Yeah, that's a really good point. Have you thought about a career in coaching? I will. I will, but I don't want to work my way up, though. That's the problem. Ah, okay, you want to start at the top but, and work your way down. Yeah, that's the way to I, do I, it. I, I, that's I, the American dream. No <laughs> right. doubt about that, but... Uh, you know, I like the Bearcats' defense. They've been pretty good this year, holding the opponents at 3.6 yards a carry. They know what's coming here. You know, so I think you can go back and look at some of their season numbers here, and, and I think they'll apply here, allowing just 52% completion rate, 3.6 yards a carry on the ground. And, of course, uh, again, I think a closer margin here at the end. I'm going to take the points here with Cincinnati. Take the points with Cincinnati. Tony T. El Tigre, I believe that about wraps it up for us. Uh, we didn't have anyone else on here. What about uh, the Pac-12 championship game, UCLA versus UCLA? Uh, I'm going to take the points on UCLA on that one. Well, we'll see what happens with <laughs> UCLA if they keep their coach. Well, maybe a different yeah. coach, but Utah, I mean, I, I, and Oregon, I have to look at the yeah. – uh, that's a lot of points to give Oregon, that six and a half. I'd have to, I'd have to take the points in Oregon here, the Ducks. Hey, they're still playing for a Rose Bowl, okay? That's, that, you know, we get caught up with this playoff scenario. But don't forget about the other team, what they got yeah, to play for. The as, big you six know, holes, right? as you know, as you know – 
Yeah. As you know, going to the Rose Bowl is a big deal in the Pac-12 and even in the Big Ten. The playing for a, a Rose Bowl berth, especially for the, the coach who's never been. Uh, when you look at the coach for Oregon, he's never been to a Rose Bowl. This would be a huge, huge uh, uh, win here if Oregon can get there. But I think they can play competitive enough to get that cover. And we saw what happened when USC when USC faced uh, Utah. You know, they were able to get, make some plays in the passing game, and Oregon has a pretty good passing attack here, so uh, they can keep it close. Uh, you know what is not a big thing about going to the Rose Bowl, Tony T? Well, you live out there. You know, it's that bloody traffic coming back from Pasadena. All right. Tony T, always a pleasure. You can find Tony Tellers on the site, fixandparlays.net. I'm going to step aside. We're going to gather our thoughts very briefly. When we come back, I'll recap all the picks we gave you right here on picksandparlays.net. Right. Well, we've had a fun show today here on Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. By the way, Chelsea Messenger, everyone's asking me, where's Chelsea? We don't want to see this ugly English guy. We want Chelsea back. Well, I appreciate that, everybody. I really do. Uh, Chelsea is literally within minutes of having a baby. So we're all very excited. And when we find out, you know, how that went, we'll let you know. And if she's nice enough to send us uh, some baby pictures, we will, of course, put them up. In the meantime, you have to deal with me. And for that, I apologize. But in the meantime, we've had a lot of good picks today from some of our star handicappers at picksandparlays.net. Before we get to that, though, just one little reminder. If you like the English Premier League and you like to bet on soccer, I've started doing some features with one of our resident handicappers, Al Ninos, who is an expert in Premier League betting. Uh, you can check out our show tonight on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Al and I break down all the midweek games for you. In the meantime, we had a lot of games today that we broke down. Let's recap. We started off very briefly with Triple B before he left us and was pinch-hitted. Is that even a right way to say it? And yes, we brought in a pinch-hitter, I suppose. Uh, we brought in uh, Higgy Smalls. But here were the NBA picks from... Triple B, Suns at Magic, take the Suns plus one and a half. The Kings at Blazers, take the Kings plus five and a half. And the college basketball game, Notre Dame at Maryland, take Maryland minus the nine. Next up, Higgy Smalls. That's right. Dallas at Chicago, take the under. We were talking NFL. Panthers at Falcons, take the over 48. And Ravens at Bills, under 43 and a half. And remember to buy Higgy Small's album, East Coast Money. Okay, it's available uh, on Amazon.com for you right now. And I'm sure you can buy it at pixelbarleys.net. Tony Tellers is college football picks. Cincinnati at Memphis. Take Cincy plus nine and a half. Ohio State uh, versus Wisconsin. Take Ohio State minus 15 and a half. Uh, UAB at FAU. Take FAU minus seven and a half. And Louisiana at Appalachian State. Take Appalachian State minus six and a half. And for God's sake, don't dance with serpents. Okay, I'll be back with you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Picksandparlays.net. Until then, bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.